Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Miami Church Podcast. This is your host, Rusty, and I just want to say thank you so much for listening today. In this fourth episode of our series, It Happens, Greg is tackling the idea of pain and suffering and why bad things happen to good people. I know that this topic is relevant to each and every one of us, so I just want to encourage you, lean in, listen closely, and just prepare your heart for what God is going to speak to you through this message. Here's Greg. Horatio Spafford was a very wealthy lawyer in Chicago in the late 1800s. He lived and he practiced law in downtown Chicago. In fact, you could say he was living the dream. He had a lovely wife, five fantastic kids, a huge portfolio of investments all across Chicagoland. But then one of his five children, the only boy, gets sick. And sadly, the young son can't overcome the fever he gets, and he dies. And Spafford loses his only son. And while the family is still reeling from the loss of their only son, the Great Chicago Fire destroyed most of downtown Chicago and almost all of this lawyer's possessions and investments. Lost it all. So trying to recuperate from his losses, Spafford decides to send his family away, to get away from it all. And so he sends his wife and his four daughters ahead of him on a ship to Europe. While he's going to join them in a week or so for some badly needed vacation where they can regroup. He has some business loose ends to tie up and he'll join them on a different ship. The ship that his wife and his daughters are on collides with another ship, killing all four of the little girls. His wife survived and sent a message back to her husband still in Chicago with the news that the girls perished and she alone survived. The lawyer gets on a ship. He's going to be with his grieving wife. And while he's on the ship, as the ship approaches the area where the collision occurred that took his precious four little girls... He sits down in his stateroom and he writes these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way. He's saying that sometimes life goes well. Sometimes there are seasons with no pain and no complications. And there's peace. Peace like a river. Life is good. When peace like a river attendeth my way. Then he says, when sorrows like sea billows roll, when the waves of disappointment and loss and fear, when the waves like sea billows just roll in over and over and over again on your life, when life feels like you're being bombarded, when life feels like the waves are just crashing against you over and over and over again. He says, whatever my lot Whatever the circumstances of my life, whatever happens, whatever comes my way, God has taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. And what Spafford is saying is, whatever happens, no matter what happens, I have learned or God has taught me, it's okay, it's well not just on the surface, but it is well with 
my soul and it is well in the depths of my core. Well, you know, this was a classic hymn that was written in the 1800s and it's, it's been sung and recited millions of times all over the world. But really? I mean, really? I mean, we're in this conversation that we're calling It Happens. And it's obvious, right? Unless you have live under a rock somewhere, it's obvious that life happens. Life happens to you. Life happens to me. And this conversation brings up one of the deepest, most common, most personal questions that we all ask. Whether you've been a follower of Christ for, for decades or whether you're, you're new and just exploring the whole idea of Christianity and Jesus and the Bible, we all ask this question. Why do bad things happen to good people? I mean, it happens. And it happens to really good people. And it seems many times that the not-so-good people get off easy, that their life looks easy, that they somehow get away with it. Why? Why do bad things happen to good people? Why does your loved one die? I mean, he was a good person. Why? Why do kids get cancer? Why are there car accidents and tragic loss? Why do good people who work hard and try to do the right thing just can't catch a break? Why? Why do bad things happen to good people? And if there, if there really is a good God, if there really is a loving God, why would he allow so much pain and so much suffering and so much despair and so much grief? I mean, this question, this, this feeling, this experience is the number one reason people walk away from God, that people walk away from their faith, that they walk away from church and community. You know, there's an old story about a, a man named Job. In fact, it's one of the oldest stories in recorded history. And, and in the story, Job is a, he's a good man. In fact, the writer insists that Job is the greatest man in his whole part of the earth. Job's a good man, but he's also a wealthy man. And he has land and crops. He's got animals. He's got servants. And he has a house full of kids. But in this story, Everything falls apart for Job. Much of his wealth is stolen. The rest is consumed by fire. And then, in a tragic accident, his kids are killed. And if that isn't more agony than one person can bear, Job ends up with these painful sores all over his body. And so we find Job in the story sitting in ashes, mourning his loss, and he has this broken piece of pottery, and he is scraping his skin just to try to get some relief. And in the midst of this, his wife says to him, Job, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. And then Job's friends come, and they sit with him, and they discuss what's happening. And his friends, they have their opinions about why Job is suffering like this. And they take turns giving their answers and explanations. I mean, is that what we want when we suffer? I mean, do we want answers and explanations? Do we want to know why? Like, why do bad things happen to good people? Is it just fate or chance or luck? 
Is it some sort of divine judgment or punishment? I mean, does God even care or notice? And so these friends, they give their answers and explanations, and and Job defends himself, and they give their opinions, and Job comes back with his perspective on everything. And so they debate, and they discuss, and they question, and they confront. And then in the end, when everybody has had their chance to speak, God speaks. And God speaks out of a whirlwind. And when God speaks, we find out that God actually has questions for Job. God says to Job, Why do you talk without knowing what you're talking about? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you will answer me. Hey, Job, where were you when I laid the earth's foundations? Tell me if you understand. Like who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy? Hey, Job, who shut up the sea behind doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in darkness, when I fixed limits for it and set its doors and bars in place, when I said to the ocean, this far you may come and no farther, here is where your proud waves halt. Job, have you ever given orders to the morning or shown dawn its place that it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. The earth takes shapes like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? Tell me if you know all this. What is the way to the abode of light? And where does darkness reside? Can you take me to their places? Do you know the paths to their dwellings? Surely you know, for you were already born. You've lived so many years. Job, have you entered the storehouses of the snow or seen the storehouses of the hell, which I reserve for times of trouble, for days of war and battle? What is the way to the place where the lightning is dispersed or the place where the east winds are scattered over the earth? Job, who cuts a channel for the torrents of rain, a a path for the thunderstorm, to water a land where no one lives, an uninhabited desert, to satisfy a desolate wasteland where where, uh, grass, to make the grass sprout? Does rain have a father? Who fathers the drops of dew? From whose womb comes the ice? Who gives birth to the frost from the heavens when the waters become hard as stone, when the surface of the deep is frozen? Job, can you bind the chains of Pleiades? Can you loosen Orion's belt? Can you bring forth the constellations in their season or lead the bear with its cubs? Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with, with a flood of water? Do you send the lightning bolts on the way? Do they report to you and say, here we are? Who gives the heart wisdom or understanding to the mind? Who has the wisdom to count the clouds? And who can tip over the water jars, jars of heaven when the dust becomes hard and the clots of earth stick together? Do you hunt 
the prey for the lioness to satisfy the hunger of the lions? When they crouch in their dens and lie in wait in their thicket? Like who provides food for the raven when its youngs cry out to God and wonder about for lack of food? Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you watch the doe bear her fawn? Do you count the months till they bear? Do you know the time they give birth? They crouch down and bring forth their young. Their labor pains are ended. Their young thrive and grow strong in the wilds. They leave and do not return. Who let the donkey go free? Who untied its ropes? I gave it a wasteland as its home, the salt flats as its habitat. It laughs at the commotion in town. It does not hear the driver shout. It ranges the hills for its pasture and searches for any green thing. Will the wild ox consent to serve you? Will it stay by your manger at night? Can you hold it to the furrow with a harness? Will will it till the valleys behind you? Will you rely on it for its great strength? Will you leave your heavy work to it? Can you trust it to haul in your grain and bring it to the threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich flap joyfully, though they cannot compare with the wings and feathers of a stork. She lays her eggs on the ground and lets them warm in the sand, unmindful that a foot may crush them, that some wild animal may trample them. She treats her young harshly as if they were not hers. She cares not that her labor was in vain, for God did not endow her with wisdom or give her a share of good sense. Yet when she spreads her feathers to run, she laughs at horse and rider. Did you give the almighty horse its strength? and clothe its neck with a flowing mane? Did you make it leap like a locust, striking terror with its proud snorting, its paws fiercely rejoicing in its strength, and charges into the fray? It laughs at fear, after afraid of nothing. It does not shy away from the store. The quiver rattles against its side along with the flashing spear and lance. It's frenzied excitement. It eats up the ground. It cannot stand still when the trumpet shouts. At the blast of the trumpet, it it, shout, it snorts, aha! It catches the scent of battle from afar, the shout of commanders and the battle cry. Does the hawk take flight by your wisdom and spread its wings toward the south? Does the eagle soar at your command and build its nest on high? It dwells on a cliff and stays there at night. A, a rocky crag is its stronghold. From there it looks for food, its eyes detect it from afar, its young ones feast on blood, and where the slain are, there he is. Then God said to Job, Will the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? Let him who accuses God answer him. Then Job answered God, I am unworthy. How can I reply to you? I put my hand over my mouth. I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. We want answers, don't we? We want explanations. We want to know why we suffer like we do. Please, Somebody, please explain this. And there are times when the only 
honest, healthy, human thing to do is to shout your questions and shake your fist in rage at the heavens and demand an explanation. But true wisdom, the kind we find here with Job, the kind that endures, the kind that sustains a person through suffering, that kind of wisdom knows when to speak and when to be silent because your story is not over. The last word has not been spoken and there may be way more going on here than any of us realize. And so I pray you find freedom from always having to understand why everything happens. I pray God will open your heart and mind to all sorts of new perspectives. And mostly, I pray you will have wisdom to know when to say, I spoke once, but I have no answer twice, but I will say no more. May I pray with you, God, Father, Abba. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't always understand. And there's way more going on here than I can see. There's way more going on here than I can understand. There's way more going on here than I can know. I pray from, for freedom, from always having to understand why everything happens the way it does. God, I pray you will open our hearts and our minds to new perspectives, to your perspective. Give us wisdom. May we know when to speak and when to stay silent. For I spoke once, but I have no answer. Twice, but I will say no more. Man, well, thanks so much for listening today. I know that today's topic is weighty and it's something that all of us deal with at some point in our lives. And we just wanted to let you know, if you have any questions about today's topic or anything Greg said, shoot us an email at hello at miamichurch.com. And we would love to hear from you. We would love to connect with you. Well, today's episode concludes our series, It Happens. And we hope you'll tune in next week as we kick off our brand new series, My Big Fat Mouth. Have a great day, and we'll see you here next week.